this is the place where I spent some part of my childhood and I picked up reading. So we are going on a small hike right now to a beautiful spot that nestles between two houses on top of a hill. It's a small hike from here and I think I'll sit down there very peacefully and talk about the best reading habits of mine. Welcome to Chalchitra Talks. My name is Vani and this is a very special episode because we are not shooting it at home. We have come out of our houses and we are in Himachal and this is probably the place where I picked up reading. Up until now I have done a lot of episodes on how to read more, my worst reading mistakes and I also wanted to tell you what are some of the habits that I have picked up over the past few years that have really helped me read more. So, in no particular order, here are seven best reading habits of mine and I hope they'll help you. So the first habit that I've picked up and I've done this quite recently, I spoke about it in the worst reading habits as well. It's about setting up a routine. As we start getting a lot of things on our plate, we kind of stop reading and a lot of people blame it on the time and the limited time that they have. So one of the things that I learned recently was setting up a routine even when it comes to reading. For example, what I started doing is I wake up 30 minutes before my usual bedtime and I read. I make it a point not to pick up my phone but instead I go for a book and that gives me 30 more minutes to read and I do the same at night. Before I go to bed I make it a point not to look at my phone and I just read. And when you do so, it becomes a part of your routine. Just like how you eat in a day how you walk around maybe. Reading also needs to be inculcated and this is one of the habits that has recently increased my reading and is actually making me read at all because in the past few weeks I just couldn't read anything. But setting up a routine made me pick up books. The second habit that I've actually inculcated and I think I would recommend it to anyone and everyone even if you do not like reading is go visit a physical bookstore or a library. It will actually help you fall in love with books and maybe actually you will come across a title that will inspire you to read and pick up reading. The third habit that I think changed reading for me was when I decided I don't need to stop at every page or at every word that I do not understand and consult the dictionary for it. It increased my reading speed and it also stopped breaking the flow that I experienced while reading. And along with this habit, there's also this thing, whenever I sit down, I sit down with a pencil that I like. So if there is anything, I always underline it. And if there is a word I do not know, I write it in the last few pages of the book and then I come back to it later. If it's very urgent, of course, I consult the dictionary. But I try my best to avoid things that would eventually hinder my reading experience. The next habit that I want to talk to you about is the art of making notes. Because I carry a pencil around, I regularly take notes. I underline things, I write into margins, I write on every blank page I get. And every time I turn back and or every time I come back to a book, there's always something to hold on to. There's always something that awaits me and there is always a new meaning in the lines I've underlined. And for some reason, these are the lines that stay with you for the rest of your life. And I also 
make it a point to write down the page numbers of things or text that has probably influenced me a whole lot at the end of the book so every time i pick up the book again i can always come back to that page and relive the feeling of reading this book the next habit that i want to talk to you about is inferring the text of the book until now i did not realize it's a habit and i thought everyone used to do that naturally until i started discussing a few things with my friends we were sitting somewhere and someone told me hey i'm not interested in this topic but you're reading it and i know you're not interested in this topic as well so how come you're still enjoying it and that's when i realized a lot of people read text but they read text superficially they don't infer the meaning for themselves so for example right now for a book a month we are reading to serve with love and it's a book about racism now someone who's not comfortable reading about racism or is not interested in reading about racism would just walk by the book and not take in the idea of how people deal with hatred negativity in work environment and life in general because a book is much more than the theme that people push about it in media or in general books are written in layers every great book has layers in its writing and you will discover it for yourself only if you start inferring the meaning for yourself and not just the way author wanted to write it and i think that has also in some way helped me develop my empathy a lot more one of the best habits that i've inculcated after last year is to try and not read under pressure this is something i'm still struggling with but this has definitely changed the experience for me the moment i start reading under pressure you stop enjoying what you're reading and then you're reading only because you want to finish the book or you're only reading because hey everyone else is reading it around me and i want to be able to discuss it with them or i just want to mark it as read on my goodreads and this is something that pressurized me so much last year i was reading a lot more books than i usually would but i just would not enjoy the process of reading them even though i made a resolution when we were entering 2021 that this year i won't be reading under pressure a few months ago i started doing that again may went really well in june i just do not know what happened and i started reading under pressure and then i just broke down and i was like i am not doing any reading until i stop reading under pressure and because i stopped reading under pressure i was able to find the joy of reading once again which was very necessary and the last habit that i think i would recommend to anyone and everyone that i think we have just started to talk about is it's okay to leave a book if you do not like it if it's very popular if it's not popular it's okay to leave a book after one page if you think it's not suiting you in whatever atmosphere or setting you're in and it happened with me when it comes to harry potter i bought the book at the beginning of this year because i thought i'm going to sit down and read it because everyone has read it i tried picking it up and i did not like it eventually i picked it up now and i'm loving the series but i think every book every art form for that matter has its own time has its own place and you cannot rush through it you need to walk in with open arms with an open mind and let it engulf you and only when you're able to do so you're able to enjoy whatever you're reading whatever it is that you're doing so it's okay to drop books it's okay to take breaks it's okay to leave books in the middle and i think that's something you should get comfortable with because when you keep on pushing to complete a book you eventually miss out on this other book that you could have completed and that could have added much more value to your life 
there is this book that i picked up very recently in one of the live streams and it's called lonely city i had been trying to pick it up for quite some time but i just could not get past the first page i picked it up much later and of course i regretted not picking it up sooner <laughs> but when i picked it up i was able to understand what the words actually stood for and it resonated more with me it's about loneliness and i think it characterizes loneliness in a beautiful way and i would recommend everyone who lives especially in the city or lives alone to pick up this book but in hindsight had i read it immediately then i would probably not have understood the words as well as i did a few days ago so these were my reading habits that have probably helped me read much better some of these honestly i'm still trying to embed in my system and i think it's going well let me know if you like these habits if you have some great habits that you'd like to recommend to me or the people do comment them down below i also want to tell you if you like our work if you like what we do you can support us on patreon or be a part of our youtube community we have very carefully with a lot of thought and effort created three memberships gladiators goodfellas and godfathers godfathers are at the top godfathers get to be a part of our monthly town hall sessions they get invited to the streams the quizzes they are part of five whatsapp groups so there are a lot of perks with every membership and if you like our work if you love the recommendations that we bring to you do support us it really means a lot to us and i will be back with another recommendation for you in my next episode Right now we are heading to a place which is in the middle of a forest. My family and I used to come here every weekend for lunch. We'd sit in the middle of the forest, spread out our mats and have a picnic. There is a curator who reminds me of the calmness that these picnics used to bring. and she is the one i am going to talk about now and hopefully recommend her works to you in the process hi everyone welcome to chalchitra talks mera naam vani hai and in this episode i want to talk to you about a person who has influenced my life i think she's one of the most influential people in my life i've learned a lot from her she is probably my most favorite curator in this whole wide world her name is maria popova and i've already spoken about her at length she runs a blog called brain pickings and uh, she curates a lot of content there she publishes an article every day i think and her newsletter comes out every wednesday and sunday for every article she takes up a subject from the pile of things she's read in her entirety of life she curates the content for the article and she feeds you with very limited knowledge but something that will stay with you for the rest of your lifetime 
And if you're actually interested, you can research on your own. There are a lot of links she provides to references to books and so on. The reason why I love brain pickings is because as we go about in our everyday lives, there are so many things that we come across that make us anxious. You wake up in the morning, probably feeling fine, but as you go about through the day, you start getting agitated. Small delays, small interruptions probably upset you a lot. This is where brain pickings comes in for me. Maria Popova's writing, her curation really helps me calm down. There are so many things that I've learned from her, especially this one term called pockets of stillness. She says, build your pockets of stillness. At first, I did not really understand what she meant by it. But slowly I realized whenever something is going wrong, horribly wrong in your life, reach out to that pocket, pull out whatever stills you and hold on to it and let me calm you. We always need anchors in our life. And what I've learned from Maria Popova is you need to start building pockets of those anchors. Start identifying those anchors for yourself so that when something is not working out, you can stabilize yourself against that anchor and just remain calm. She reads a lot. That is something I probably aspire to do. The same amount of reading that she does. I love the way she talks about everything in general. Maybe it comes from a lot of reading. Maybe it comes from being in a company of people who are like-minded, who are constantly trying to grow. Even her Instagram handle uh, follows her around as she lives life. She clicks random photographs and posts such beautiful captions. I remember there was this photo that she'd clicked of a few berries she'd plucked. And I think the caption went something about asteroids slash stones in space. And it just shows you a great perspective. The kind of perspective you can have if you try to segregate things in your life if you try to give yourself the time you need. One thing I've learned from her, apart from Pakistan still, is why it is so important to be disciplined in life and why it is so important to give yourself the time it needs with self. Because sometimes the best ideas come to us when we are just free. There's nothing that's bothering us. There's a book called Figuring. As she says, it's a big yellow book. It's actually a collection of writings. It follows the journey of various artists and so on. I think the way she's written about Emily Dickinson, Winston Van Gogh, will change something in you. There's also another book which happens to be my favorite. It's called The Velocity of Being. It's famous artists who wrote to kids as to why reading is important. And all these letters took eight years for her to compile. There are beautiful artworks across every page. So whenever you open a page, the left side reads a letter and the right one is a beautiful artwork. One of my favorite letters in that book is by Ellen DeBotton, who actually runs School of Life. And he says you should read books because sometimes the people around us are so tired they do not understand us. And it's not their fault. It's just sometimes they haven't been through something similar to understand what we're going through. And that's when books help us. We always find friends there. But despite all the work and despite all the archives that Maria Popova has built around her, why I really look up to her is because of the thought she has behind doing everything, from building an archive to writing books that are so important. And the thought that has gone into making these things is so pure. You can any day turn to brain pickings when you're looking for information about someone or about a book. And chances are you'll come back with more information that you actually set out to look for. There was this book that I was looking for and had been written by Oliver Sacks, a neurologist. And I came back with a lot more research about similar research papers, similar people of interest who've written something similar in life. And this thought transforms you. Not one word in her articles is wasted. Each line has been utilized so carefully. Well, that's one of the many reasons why I love brain pickings.
the very fact that a person, especially a woman, worked on building an archive of things that have changed her life, the things that have transformed her into who she is today. She's sharing it, putting it out for everyone to read. That is something that I really aspire to do. And that is someone I aspire to be one day. If I can also achieve 10% of it, I'll be very satisfied. There is this article that she posts every year. Her life lessons from running brain picking. She started it in 2006. And every year she adds a learning there. And in one of those learnings, there is a thing that she talks about. She talks about why it is so important for us to talk about the things that matter. Why we can't rely on other people to do the same. Because not everyone is going to understand your passion and that's absolutely okay. Because you are not going to understand everyone's passion in return. Do check out Maria Popova. She'll transform your life for better. And you will probably get an archive of learning yourself. And you'll be inspired to build an archive of things that have transformed you in return. And I think that's the best gift anyone can give to anyone. Things that have transformed me. I offer them to you as things that will probably have the potential to change something inside of you for better. So do check her out. Do check out her work. If you want to start, start with The Velocity of Being. I think it's a collection of one of the most brilliant essays written for kids. And I think even for everyone who wants to start reading. Because you will definitely find a letter that will be dedicated to you in that book. So this was my recommendation. I hope you liked it. And before I go, uh, I want to tell you that you can support us on Patreon or become a member of our YouTube community if you like what we do, if you like the work we do, if you like the recommendations we bring to you. We have carefully divided our patrons into three different categories, Goodfellas, Gladiators, Godfathers. And each category comes with its own perks. Godfathers, for example, get to be a part of exclusive WhatsApp groups that are dedicated to movies, music, science, sports, books. They also get to be a part of our quizzes, streams, monthly town hall sessions. The list is endless. So if you like what we do, if you like the work, if you like the recommendations we bring to you, do consider supporting us. It will really help us and it will push us to do better. And I'll be back with another recommendation for you in my next video. The reason why we're actually shooting in this exact place is because it started raining about an hour ago and it still has not stopped. It's still drizzling. But I talk about the books that are on my Kindle. Having so many trees around just reminded me why having Kindle is good. A. It's wonderful for the environment. But it's also such a beautiful thing to have with you when you're traveling. It's lightweight and it houses all the books that you probably need throughout your travel. Hi 
एवरीवन वेलकम टू चलचित्र टॉक्स मेरा नाम वाणी है एंड इन दिस एपिसोड आई वांट टू टेक यू थ्रू व्हाट्स ऑन माय किंडल देयर आर लॉट ऑफ बुक्स दैट आई कीप ऑन माय किंडल बुक्स दैट आई लाइक टू गो बैक टू बुक्स दैट आई लाइक टू रीरीड देयर आर एसेज देयर आर आर्टिकल्स देयर आर रिसर्च पेपर्स एंड सो ऑन बट आई विल टेक यू थ्रू सम ऑफ द मोस्ट आई थिंक इंटरेस्टिंग पीसेस दैट आई हैव द फर्स्ट बुक दैट आई वांट टू बी डन विद इज डेबरा लेवीज रियल एस्टेट थिंग्स आई डोंट वांट टू नो एंड कॉस्ट ऑफ लिविंग it's a three part autobiographical series that i've recommended every chance i've got on this channel and uh, this is something that i keep here and this is something i go back to time and again the second book is a book of simple living which again i've recommended n number of times on the channel so i'm going to be done with these two books there is also this essay by tennessee williams which i think raven and i read on one of our streams it's called the catastrophe of success and talks about what nobody actually tells you about success everyone talks about getting to that level but nobody talks about getting beyond that level and this essay is about that maybe i'll just read one of my highlights for you the sort of life that i had had previous to this popular success was one that required endurance a life of clawing and scratching along a sheer surface and holding on tight with raw fingers to every inch of rock higher than the one caught hold of before but it was a good life because it was the sort of life for which the human organism is created i was not aware of how much vital energy had gone into the struggle until the struggle was removed i was out of a level plateau with my arms still thrashing and my lungs still grabbing at air that no longer resisted this was security at last he takes you through his experience with success i lived on room service but in this too there was a disenchantment sometime between the moment when i ordered dinner over the phone and when it was rolled into my living room like a corpse on a rubber wheeled table i lost all interest in it and he goes on to say i got so sick of hearing people say i loved your play that i could not say thank you anymore i choked on the words and turned rudely away from the usually sincere person i no longer felt any pride in the play itself but began to dislike it probably because i felt too lifeless inside ever to create another i was walking around dead in my shoes and i knew it but there were no friends i knew or trusted sufficiently at that time to take them aside and tell them what was the matter so this is one of my most favorite essays actually and uh, another book that i keep in my kindle is quiet by susan ken it talks about introverts in a world that cannot stop talking the first part talks of the extrovert ideal the first chapter is the rise of the likable fellow and it just takes you through how the society has built a certain norm around how a likable person should be and 9 out of 10 times it's an extrovert and the reason why i keep on going back to it is because sometimes it just gets very hard when you're competing with extroverts who do not get tired of being around people the next book that i have in the book is something that was recommended to me by webhof it's called attached the new science of adult attachment now it can help you find and keep love it actually tells you that there are three different attachment styles in general the anxious attached who are always anxious and overthinking their ways in this relationship the avoidant attachment you get too close to them and they run away and then there is the secure attachment style very secure in their relationships and this book takes you through each individual what they are like what triggers them what will trigger their attachment styles and how to deal with them and once you read this book you will find yourself in one of the pages the next book that i want to talk to you about is mosad by michael barzohar 
It actually is a collection of stories about the missions undertaken by Mossad, about their accomplishments and so on. It's actually a collection of spy stories that you may say, but they are not fictionalized. They are very real and they have happened in history. The next book is actually quite interesting. It's called Living, Thinking, Looking and it's by Siri Hustvet. It's actually a New York Times bestseller. It's basically divided into three parts, living, thinking and looking. Living basically deals with how you live life. Thinking is about your thoughts about certain things and looking is how you perceive things. In looking, the author takes us through a lot of artists and their works. In thinking, she takes you through the emotional struggles of people. And in living, she takes you through her musings, her search to find meaning and so on. So there are a lot of essays in all these three sections. And I think this is a collection of one of the finest essays of our times. The next book that I actually want to recommend to you is something that I do not know why I never spoke about on the channel. It's called Civilized to Death, The Price of Progress, and it's by Christopher Ryan. As the title suggests, it actually talks about the price we pay for the progress. And he argues that a lot of us believe that our today is much better than what we had yesterday. And we'll keep on making a progress, we'll keep on progressing, there'll be new inventions, findings, and our tomorrow will definitely be much better than what it is today. But then he pitches you something in the first chapter, and he says, we are the only species that lives in zoos of our own design. Each day, we create the world we and our descendants are going to inhabit. If we want that world to be more like the San Diego Zoo than the living tombs in Pukitingi, we'll need a clearer understanding of what human life was like before our ancestors first woke up in cages. We'll need to know our species. So this book takes you through the story of pre-civilization. It talks about the price we've paid for this progress we've made. And even though a lot of people are being saved by the surgeries and by the medicinal progress and quite a few things, he still says and argues that are we actually living a life that is worth enjoying? The next book that I want to pick up is called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. It's actually a way to deal with all your relationships. Every individual is different and the way they like to be appreciated or loved is different. And this book suggests, with no spoilers, that there are five love languages. There are people who like to receive gifts. There are people who like a kind word. There are people who like touch. And there are people who like quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service and so on. And he tells you how to deal with each individual and every time someone whose first language is not perhaps receiving gift and you give them something, how they would react in most of those circumstances. So knowing the five love languages and the love language of the person you're dealing with always almost helps. And a very interesting thing that again I have in my Kindle is the shareholder letter that just bears a short in 2020. One of the most interesting things that I could find here was when he says, if you want to be successful in business, in life actually, you have to create more than you consume. Your goal should be to create value for everyone you interact with. Any business that does not create value for those it touches, even if it appears successful on the surface, isn't long for this world. And he goes on to talk about how they're trying to create a difference for people, their employees, the climate and so on. So do check out this uh, shareholder letter. I think it's one of the most interesting things, especially if you are a co-founder, if you are a leader yourself. It's about taking people together. And that reminds me of this other book that I have here. 
It's called The School Will Take Care of Itself by Bill Walsh. One of my favorite descriptions from this book is when he talks about the way his team lost. And this is what he says. Allow yourself the grieving time, but then recognize that the road to recovery and victory lies in having the strength to get up off the mat and start planning your next move. This is how you must think if you want to win. Otherwise, you have lost. For me, on that flight back home after the Miami loss, it meant working one minute at a time, literally, to regain composure, confidence and direction. And here he says, failure is part of success, an integral part. Everybody gets knocked down knowing it will happen. And what you must do when it comes is the first step back. And it's what got me up after being knocked down and almost out in Miami. So these are most of the books that I have on my Kindle. I hope you like them. I hope you'll find these recommendations interesting. Do pick them up. Do let me know if you like them. And before I go, I want to tell you that if you like our work, if you like what we do, do support us on Patreon or become a member of our YouTube community. We've carefully divided our patrons into three different categories, goodfellas, gladiators and godfathers. Godfathers are at the top and each category comes with its own perks. You get to be a part of exclusive WhatsApp groups, especially godfathers. They get to be a part of the five exclusive WhatsApp groups that we have. Movies, books, music, sports, science. They get invited on streams. They have access to our quizzes. They also get to be a part of the monthly town hall sessions that we host with them. So do become our patrons if you like what we do, if you want to support us, and I will be back with another recommendation for you in my next episode. So we're traveling from Thunak to Junjaili and we're doing this by road and in the middle of nowhere we came across this establishment of sorts which reminded me of this scene in Atonement the movie. I love the way that film is adapted from the book. I was immediately reminded of my favorite book to movie adaptations. And I thought I'd just compile a list and share with you. everyone, welcome to Salchitra Talks. My name is And in this episode, I want to recommend to you five of my favorite book to film recommendations. The first movie that I want to recommend to you along with the book is Flipped. I actually saw the movie first and as the titles were rolling, I was surprised to see that it's actually adapted from a book. And so I immediately ordered the book, read the book and fell in love with both the book and the movie. It has to be one of the few books that I really like that deals with teenage romance. The book and the movie is are not so much about romance as they are about how every individual in general is a sum of their parts and how one part cannot define their entirety. And uh, I love this book mostly because of the protagonists as well, how both of them are so different. 
the word flipped is used because i'll give you a small spoiler here uh it's used because it starts out with one of the protagonists having a crush on the other it's a childhood crush and as the movie progresses it just reverses and uh, that is something that will enchant you along with the message it brings as to why elders need to be kind to their kids but as the movie progresses you will realize how every elder plays such an important role in the lives of these protagonists and it is such an innocent and beautiful movie that he'll fall in love with the movie and if you read the book he'll fall in love with the book the next book slash movie that i want to recommend to you is the help it's one of those books where i finished reading it and i curled up on my bed and cried because of how beautiful it is it follows a young white aspiring journalist and she lives in africa and she grew up in a society where two maids that she had and her family had were black and it's set in the times when africa was still colonized by the white people and now this is a story about the girl who's trying to fight back people who are racist and it also follows her story as she's trying to make her own mark in a world where women just sit at their homes and take care of their families and here she is trying to be a journalist in the world of white men and as two of her mates uh, who she grew up with decide to leave take a stand and so on there are a lot of incidents that will happen in the book slash the movie she wants to fight for injustice and it's a beautiful story of her standing against anything and every individual around her especially the black people the next movie slash book that i want to recommend to you is a uh, kind of cliche it's pride and prejudice and i love the book i've read it cover to cover at least 10 to 15 times while growing up the movie that i really like is the 2005 edition that has kira knightley in it why it is that i prefer this uh, version to any other version that has ever been there but do check it out if you haven't already The last book that I want to recommend to you is by Alexander Masters. I came across this quite recently, I think in 2020 only. It's called Stuart: A Life Backwards. It's a biography written by Alexander Masters about his friend. He was born a little disabled and he grew up uh, into a criminal who was very violent. As the title suggests, it follows shorter backwards. We start with him in adult life. We go back until he's a child. And it's actually a story how he became a very violent criminal. And when you see him in adult life, he of course is disabled. You see the problems he faces and you start moving back in the past and you see how so many times he was wronged, how his parents treated him, how people around him dealt with him, and that is something that led him to become who he really is. and this is probably one of the most heartfelt and most touching accounts of any criminal a who is disabled and uh, again it tells you how people and their behavior can transform an individual and make him into something he probably wasn't even capable of and the movie actually stars tom hardy as this criminal shorter and Alexander Masters is played by Benedict Cumberbatch so again both the book and the film are worth reading and worth watching so i hope you liked these recommendations and uh, do check out these films and the books as well and let me know if you like them in the comments and if you also have some favorite adaptations let me know in the comments below before i go i want to remind you that you can support us on patreon or become a member of our youtube community if you like the recommendations we bring to you 
and we have carefully divided our patrons into three different categories good fellas gladiators and godfathers godfathers are at the top and each membership comes with its own perks and uh, godfathers for example get to be a part of a five whatsapp uh, groups that are exclusively dedicated to movies books music sports and science so do support us on patreon or become a member of our youtube community and i'll be back with another recommendation for you in my next episode We are at the place which contributed a lot to one of the most formative years of my life and now that I've come back after a lot of years I've grown as a person and ever since yesterday I cannot stop listening to this album by Pink Floyd This is quite an underrated album Nobody talks about this particular Pink Floyd album at least the friends I make And therefore I thought I'd talk about it to you. So here we are sitting next to a stream talking about one of the most underrated albums of Pink Floyd. one welcome to chalchitra talks we are in a new setting because we have been traveling but um, this is amazing and last night i went to bed listening to this album by pink floyd which i think and i realized not everyone talks about and therefore i want to recommend it to you today so if you haven't heard it already drop everything that you're doing right now and go watch it because it has to be one of the most underrated albums by the band it's called medal and it's very interesting because they made the album when they were not working on anything so they worked on this album from january 1971 to august 1971 because they had a lot of com- commitments and uh, medal was just something like a side project and uh, this is one of the most experimental phases of their lives as well because they were just getting out of that said barrett influence and uh, becoming pink floyd which we now know but uh, the album that released before it atomic heart mother was good but medal is a beautiful album because it's an amalgamation of so many different things mostly because i think they experimented a lot when they were working on medal i'm not uh, an expert it has six songs of course and each song is different from the others it starts out with the song one of these days which is largely instrumental and when i was listening to it yesterday i realized the track that follows it and this track have this windy thing that's going on i do not know what the exact name is which you later see in wish you were here the album also has echoes which is one of the most loved songs by pink floyd and uh, all in all this album is very atmospheric in a way there is jazz 
there is a soft love song that we usually do not see Pink Floyd do and it's just amazing at how they've brought together so many different things. When I was reading about the album, I also came across this article which suggested that they tried a lot of things while working on this album. They would settle for the chords, the different band members, but they would have no idea of how the other person was recording it in tempo, etc. And therefore, each band member would record a piece on their instruments without having any idea as to how the other band member is recording it. They would just have the chords. And um, then they would just piece it together and they tried a lot of things. I don't know if that made it into the final album, but even the cover art of the album is something that was talked about a lot. Uh, the band members of course hated it. I think it's one of my favorite album art covers of all time and it, it is an ear submerged underwater collecting ripples of water, sound waves but that are shown as ripples and uh, I think the band members hated the album cover because they thought it does not serve justice to how great metal is which is in hindsight true and eventually they just told the person who was working on it that we'd rather have an ear underwater and that is what happened and uh, so yeah this is one of my favorite favorite albums by Pink Floyd and every time I have to go back to listening to a song or album by Pink Floyd or any song for that matter of choice I always start playing this album because there's nothing like it I love all the songs in the album it was I think the first concept album by Pink Floyd if I am not wrong it paved way for the albums that we now are so fond of and in this album, you'll particularly see the experiments that they did, which later turned out in their most famous songs. So check this album out. It's one of the most brilliant music pieces. And I have not been able to find anyone who actually knows of the album, except for a few people. And they are now my friends for obvious reasons. But do listen to this album. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, medal by Pink Floyds. And I'll be back with another recommendation for you in my next episode. And I hope you liked it. But before I go, I want to tell you that you can support us on Patreon or become a member of our YouTube community if you like our work, if you like the recommendations we bring to you. There are three different memberships, uh, Goodfellas, Gladiators, Godfathers, Godfathers are at the top. And we treat them like, like literal Godfathers. Each membership comes with its own perks. Godfathers, for example, get to be a part of our streams. They get to be a part of our quizzes. They get to have monthly town hall sessions with us and we get to exchange recommendations. We also get to be a part of five uh, Chalchitra exclusive groups. Movies, music, books, sports and science. Sports has been buzzing for quite a while now, but that's very interesting. So do consider supporting us if you like the work we do. And I'll be back with another recommendation for you. And I really hope you're listening to Medal by Pink Floyd. Do drop in your favorite songs by Pink Floyd in the comments below. And have a great day. So we are sitting here next to a road and we are just waiting for the JCB to move away a few rocks 
that had fallen because it rained pretty hard last night. And while we're sitting here, I thought I'd talk about my favorite booktubers who have always inspired me to read even when I wasn't feeling up for it. These are the booktubers I've always admired. I've always taken my recommendations from them. And there's also a bonus recommendation which I continuously go to on Instagram for reference and of course, recommendation. everyone, welcome to Chalchitra Talks, my name is Vain and in this episode I want to talk to you about my favorite booktubers. Uh, a few weeks ago when I did this episode on my favorite YouTube channels, I recommended three booktubers that I absolutely love and uh, they've inspired me to read more and that stands for every YouTuber that I follow. The Poptimist, Ankali, Jack Edwards are some of them and Jack Edwards and Ankali are probably really nice. I really like the way they talk to you. They make you very comfortable as a viewer. The populist is someone I really admire because I think he lives in Canada. He also reads a lot of Korean literature. The way he recommends his books is something that I really, really like. It's like sitting in front of your father, listening to him speak as he explains to you very calmly why you should pick up this book that he's talking about. The next YouTuber that I really follow religiously is R.C. Walden. He talks a lot about dark academia and I think that's how I discovered him in the first place. But nonetheless, he does a lot of video essays that I think are absolutely wonderful to watch. He also talks to you about literature and I think that's because he's a literature student. I love the mood in which he shoots his videos, the setting of his videos. It's extremely, extremely powerful and at the same time enriching. And the final YouTuber that I want to recommend to you is Better Than Food. Uh, he talks about books while sipping a glass of wine, sometimes scotch and so on. Sometimes it's just juice. But he talks to you about books like you probably wanted your English professor to talk about books. And that's one of the many reasons why I really, really like him. He gives you the facts related to books as they are, what he liked about them, what he did not, and what he thought was absolute bullshit the way it is. And he also appreciates books at the same time, the same way. And you immediately take his recommendations as they come because you just trust him with his reviews. So these were the booktubers that I really, really follow. There's also an Instagram handle that I want to recommend to you. It's run by this person called Steven. And he's Dutch, but I think he grew up in China, Philippines and so on. He publishes a lot of research papers from time to time. And his is an Instagram handle that I think I cannot live without. He also runs another Instagram handle called Blackout Literature, which I absolutely love. And these are the two handles that make up my day, actually. I cannot live without the posts of Blacked Out Literature. I remember once he had stopped posting and I personally wrote to him like, Hey, is everything okay? Please post more pictures. So it's just wonderful how he talks to you about all the books and posts about them in general. Uh, so these were my recommendations. I hope you like them. And let me know if you have some YouTube channel recommendations for me, especially the booktubers and even bookstagrams. And I'll be back with another recommendation for you in my next video. 
And before I go, I want to tell you that you can support us if you like our work on Patreon or become a member of our YouTube community. We've carefully divided our patrons into three different categories, good fellas, gladiators and godfathers. Godfathers are at the top and each membership comes with its own perks. Our godfathers, for example, get to be a part of our exclusive WhatsApp groups dedicated to books, movies, music, sports and science. They also get to be a part of our movie quizzes, our streams. They also get to join the monthly town hall sessions that Pedro and I host with them regularly, where we take their recommendations. So do support us if you like our work. This will really mean a lot to us. And I'll be back with another recommendation for you in my next episode. The next location is where we reached after we took an impromptu tour on this trip. But this is the part where I talk about the music that I cannot stop playing in the car. This is something I've been listening to for the past few months and I just cannot get these artists out of my head. So sharing a small list with you. वेलकम टू चलचित्र टॉक्स मेरा नाम वाणी है एंड इन दिस एपिसोड आई वॉन्ट टू रिकमेंड टू यू फॉर म्यूजिशंस दैट आई कैन नॉट स्टॉप लिसनिंग टू रिसेंटली दैट्स प्रॉबेबली द रीजन वाई आई एम नॉट एबल टू डिस्कवर मोर म्यूजिक इज वेल बिकॉज आई कीप ऑन गोइंग बैक टू दीज म्यूजिशंस अगैन एंड अगैन द फर्स्ट म्यूजिशियन दैट आई वॉन्ट टू रिकमेंड टू यू इज अ नाइजीरियन थॉरेग सिंगर सॉन्ग राइटर ही एक्चुअली राइट्स इन दमाशेक एंड हिज नेम इज उमारा बॉम्बीनो मुख्तार Uh, most popularly known as Bombino. You can start by listening to his song Tamidatin, which is actually a beautiful love song. Uh, at least that's what I think from the translation that I read. And you can discover more of his music, which is amazing. The next musician that I want to recommend to you is Tom Rosenthal, who is a British singer-songwriter. I do not know much about him, but he writes his own music and everything. I think you'll find most of his music on YouTube at least. And there's one song that I'm obsessed with, and it's called Out of Space Mover. and uh, it's it's a lovely song so do check it out the third musician that i want to recommend to you is called daniel hart he's actually the guy who gave the music for a ghost story as well his first debut album is called the orientalist which i think uh, is inspired from his trip to india and if you want to check out that album do start with the song van gogh shergil or o sangeeta these two songs are absolutely phenomenal The last uh, musician slash band that I want to recommend to you, and I think all of you already know them, the Porcupine Tree. But I cannot stop listening to the album Deadwing, which was essentially, um, I think, based on a screenplay written by Stephen o- Wilson, and it's essentially a ghost story, which I did not know until very recently. I love the song Lazarus, and I have been playing it time and time again. So do check it out. I have a very funny anecdote with Lazarus. I think about a few years ago, I was with my friends in Manali, and it was the time of super moon. 
so we could see a super moon and i was a little tired after all the socializing so i'd come out in the back alley of a cafe and uh, all i could see was the moon and silhouettes of a house and a procession was walking by of a god and lazarus was playing in my ears and it was absolutely wonderful sight and the line of lazarus came in which says um my david don't you worry this cold world is not for you and i just couldn't hold back my tears because it was such a beautiful moment scenic view and an atmospheric song like lazarus playing along so do check out these four musicians they're absolutely wonderful i think you will particularly love um the outer space mover by tom rosenthal because it's just the song i'm listening to day and night i cannot stop listening to it so do check it out and i'll be back with another recommendation for you in my next video but before i go I want to tell you that you can now support us on Patreon or become a member of our YouTube community. We've carefully divided our patrons into three different categories: good fellows, gladiators, godfathers. Godfathers are at the top, and every membership comes with its own perks. Godfathers, for example, get to be a part of exclusive WhatsApp groups that are dedicated to movies, music, books, sports, science, and uh, if you like our work, do support us. And I'll be back with another recommendation for you in our next video. reached mandi and we are in the middle of a small village area and uh, we were just walking around enjoying the scenery where i realized there are a few books that i'm actually very excited to read next while some of these books are the books that i picked up while listening to webhof's podcast on second last supper the others are either gifts from friends or recommendations by them hi everyone welcome to circle talk mera naam vani hai and today i am actually in my office for seven in the morning and we were talking about the books that i'm planning to pick up super soon and uh, so i made a list of five books and i'm trying to read as much variety of books as i can the first book that i'm actually planning to pick up is not one book it's a series of four books it's by ali smith uh, autumn winter spring summer autumn starts with the eu referendum and uh, it's it actually follows a family by the time you reach spring which is the fourth book she talks about coronavirus disease world exhaustion poverty and so on this is a pretty dark collection uh, dark series but it takes into account a family and especially the siblings the next book that i'm actually planning to read is chup by deepa narayan i actually came across this book in one of the podcasts on second last supper uh, where her was talking to saini chahal who is the ceo and founder of 
she rose and she recommended this book which follows the narrative of indian women and the misogyny they face every day when you come from a privileged background there is there are a lot of things that surprise you shook does that for you because i personally grew up in a very privileged and protective family and i never had to face any misogyny so when you read chup you realize there are so many women around you who still face the brit of the male society and um, this is something that happened to me when i was reading dear zari by zarguna karkar she's an afghanistan writer and journalist and uh, she was talking about the afghani women the book is a collection of 13 stories and i remember it broke my heart because this was something i never expected anyone to go through and chuk does the same for you the next book that i'm actually planning to read is rory doyle's sadi clark ha 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 it won the 1993 booker prize if i'm not wrong if you're expecting a plot you'll be disappointed because it happens very uh, spontaneously paddy clark is a 10 year old boy he's narrating the story he tells you what his childhood is like he picks up on kids his age because he wants to stay in this particular group of friends and he tries to read the news so that he can have a conversation with his father about it and build a bond with him so that is random things that he does that he also has probably done in my life but it's also about him coming face to face with reality realizing that there are only certain things that he has control over and that i think is a major part of the book especially because it's being narrated by a child i really like reading books that have been narrated by children because it adds on to a different perspective that you probably lack today but nonetheless i'm very excited to read this book the next book that i'm actually planning to pick up is creative confidence by tom and david kelly and it actually argues that a lot of people think that only a few people on in this world are creative and they eventually take up creative pursuits like um people who write people who are painters people who are artists and so on but creative confidence argues that all of us were born creative but there were certain activities that we eventually ended up doing that probably inculcated creativity and heightened it so that only some of us are left creative so it's also a collection of exercises in some places which will help you unleash creativity and i picked this book up because i thought it will help me as well but nonetheless i'm very excited to read this book and the last book that i'm actually uh, planning to read i'm actually reading it already it was again another book that was recommended on second last supper by one of our guests and if you're someone who's not subscribed to second last supper yet please do so it is a storehouse of amazing conversations so this last book was recommended to us by one of the guests and it's called the hard thing about hard things by ben horowitz and it actually takes into account the things that nobody talks about while building a business everyone tells you what to do what you should learn how to do things but nobody tells you how to deal with the smaller aspects of business which are actually very difficult firing employees dealing with founder depression when someone is leaving and you like them how do you try to retain them and so on and so forth so this is a very interesting book and if you're someone who is building a company you definitely pick it up so these are the books i'm actually planning to read and uh, yeah i hope you like them i hope you pick one of these and read along with me but uh, thank you for watching and before i go i want to tell you 
that if you like what we do, if you like the recommendations we bring to you, do consider supporting us on Patreon or become a member of our YouTube community. We have carefully divided our patrons into three different categories, Goodfellas, Gladiators and Godfathers. And each membership comes with its own perks. Godfathers, for example, get access to our five WhatsApp groups that are dedicated to books, movies, music, science and sports. And they also get to be a part of the monthly download sessions that we host with them. They get to be a part of our streams, quizzes and so on. So do join us, do support us if you like what we do. And I'll be back with another recommendation for you in my next video.